The battle of Britain is about to begin. Welcome back to the Lead Pursuit Podcast. Tonight, we're all back on the podcast. Finally. Back in episode 76, we gave you our 2021 holiday buying guide. And tonight, you get to hear all of us talk to you about the 2022 Lead Pursuit Holiday Buying Guide. So, Steve, are you ready to give us some $75 gift suggestions in the $50 category? Uh, what's a little couple extra bucks between friends, right? Yeah, math, whatever. 500 points, 600 points, who cares? Well, the good news is we've also got Casey. Casey is fresh from the, quote, intimate gaming weekend, as John Russell called Millennium Con. How was it, Casey? I'll tell you right now that John Russell is a gentle, caring man. So, <laughs> <laughs> a, Likes long walks on the beach. Uh. <laughs> it was great. I uh, I can't wait to talk about it, actually. It was a really good weekend. Awesome. Awesome. And Brett also joins us. You know, Brett, I would just want to make sure that he got approval from the state of Florida for your gift suggestions. I mean, only wholesome offerings devoid of subliminal leftist storylines, flagrant homosexuality, or communist indoctrination. All right, guys. So let's, before we get too far into the holiday buying guide, let's talk about the upcoming events. So everybody, except for Brett and Casey, uh, will be in Pax River at the Patuxent River Air Museum uh, on Saturday, 3 December. The event runs about 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Open war gaming, blood red skies, should be some victory at sea. Uh, Mitch Reed should be there if he doesn't totally bitch out on us and go find something else to do. Um, But it sounds like it's going to be a good time. Steve's going to come down. uh, We'll drag Matt up with me. And uh, it should be fun to play some BRS and hang out with everybody. And yet, I think, Steve, you're bringing some swag along, right? Yeah, 2022 Crucible uh, scotch glasses for everybody. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man, that Commemorative. was a con, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what an awesome con. Oh, yeah, shit, we didn't go. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. Fuck that. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Uh, and then after that, we have a whole lot of nothing on the schedule until 22 to 26 March of 2023, Adepticon 23 at uh, Schaumburg, Illinois. That'll be fun. We've got a couple different events planned on the schedule. There is some Aeronautica Imperialis. There's actually, we're running a 40K AI event. Uh, The guys there are also running a Heresy AI event. So that'll be cool on different days. I think they're Friday morning and we are Saturday evening uh, per the draft schedule, which we'll see here in a little while. And then we've also got Blood Red Skies events. We have the Saturday tournament for Saturday morning. And then we also have the Furball that's on the schedule for Friday night, which will be a social event, right? I guess we call it. Uh, But a couple airplanes, shoot some other people out of the sky, drink some alcohol, have a good time and hang out and get to know the rest of the BRS community. And then obviously any pickup games, random other things we want to do and maybe some good partying and having fun at the Adepticon. All right. What else do you guys got in your schedule? Anything else that you've seen coming up? 
pop I don't think. What is coming up? When is uh, Cold Wars? That's in... I think that's it... also December. Um, as December? I recall. January? Uh, but I don't know. So I don't know either. useless questions like that. You should know these I things. I believe I'm actually going to be doing a demo game of Blood Red Skies in January. What? What? Yeah, so through the magic that is social media, <laughs> I found a historical gaming group that's kind of in my local area. So uh, they express some interest in uh, Blood Red Skies. They play some bolt action and some other homebrew uh, World War II infantry games. So, uh, yeah, we might actually get a little demo game up here in the Northeast. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, that's uh, good that you found a group up there. So get some games in. And at least according to my internet, it says Cold Wars is March 10th through 12th, 2023. Theme Boy, TDD. we were both off. We were totally <laughs> off. I don't know what event I was thinking of in December. I know the, the guys from Adepticon, their historical crew was going to something in December. Uh, Isn't we that the one, though, that it. has the venue hall that people don't like? I've never been up to it, but I know there's always some issue I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's Valley Forge Casino Resort, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. It's Pennsylvania. Who wants to go to that? Mm. That was nice last year. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, from That's what Steve spot. says, pretty cool. Who knows? We won't worry about it. All right. Well, let's see. Moving on. Uh, what have we been working on? I haven't been working on shit. I've been doing Eagle and Fulcrum Leader stuff. Uh, so <laughs> hobby stuff. I haven't done any. Uh, Steve, what have you been working on? Man, you know, I kind of got bit by the 8th Air Force bug a little bit. I saw those B-24s and uh, some of those uh, B-17s and some P-51s. I think I'm going to just put together a nice little 8th Air Force kind of hodgepodge of different airplanes. That'd be cool. That'll be uh, some decals coming along, I assume, from uh, Blue Falcon for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Excellent. Casey, uh, what have you been up to? <clears throat> so on the printing front, plane printer still, he's pushing out a lot of big planes. We printed out, let's see, what was the Grief, the HE-177. We've done the B-24s. Um, God, he's been pushing out a lot of stuff. So printing a lot of that stuff. And uh, now, if it's good, I'm going to do my Millennium Con recap. Well, why don't you give us the Millennium Con recap now that... Uh... Oh, hidey ho there, neighbor. Whoa, that mustache. <laughs> if only our viewers could see. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brett, uh, that's uh, that's impressive there. Wow. Brett just turned on the camera and my God, I think I'm looking at uh, Commander Flournoy of the uh, Royal Marines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Casey, okay. regale us with Millennium your Millennium Con, Con stories. Yeah. So Millennium Con is in Round Rock, Texas, suburb of Austin. Usually every Veterans Day weekend starts uh, Thursday afternoon, late afternoon, evening, and goes until Sunday afternoon. Um, this year, I ran No Blood Red Skies. I'm just burnt out from work, just a lot going on, and I wanted to treat myself, play some games, and just not have the pressure or responsibility of running a game. I don't and know enjoy if an felt- intimate gaming venue as it was called yes. i'm just gonna keep keep recalling that because that's the most bizarre so real term. quick i'll go to why he said that and it makes sense so um lorenzo Paulus came down from warlord headquarters he was with john kind of just standing by watching he was actually on vacation and he came to this con and it was really interesting to talk to him about the juxtaposition of a con over in the uk and a con here because from my understanding the cons over there are usually only one day 
And so it's real quick through the vendor hall, a couple game that's it. There's no multi-day games. So he was really impressed just with the, well, it's Texas anyway, but just like the friendship, like everybody knew everybody saying hi, everybody having fun. And it was, okay, so cool. See you in a couple hours. We'll get some beers. Cool. We'll see you in the morning then. And that was three days of that. So he was actually, I think, really impressed by that. That was a multi-day con and just how everybody that, knew that, everyone. That isn't intimate. That's, that's no, that's like friendly. That's uh, social. That's not, not intimate. <laughs> I've got to late night con yet. But anyway. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Is this also a furry report? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was no furries. Um, anyway, it was, I guess it always is a great con. I'd love for you guys to come down sometime. Um, there was, I'm trying to think, aerial games. Aerodrome was played. Uh, Wings of War was played. There's no Blood Red Skies. There was no Check Your Six. Uh, there was a couple just kind of really interesting smattering of games. Games I got to play was I got to play the Blood and Steel rules from Firelock Games. And I got to do it. Uh, the authors put it on, Edgar and Damien. And I just want to give a shout out to them. Two of the coolest guys you've ever met. If you go to a con, sign up for their game. You know, and if you're in the same town as them, they play Blood Red Skies as well. It's weird. If only we knew somebody that was in their same town. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. But uh, yeah, so Blood and Steel, Victorian Age combat. What was really cool is I don't really know a lot about it, but you got to think it's Civil War, uh, Mexican-American War. You have a Zulu War. So played it, like I said, Edgar and Damien, just fantastic guys, ran a great game. They they sold out of their rule books. Sherwood Games was carrying a, couple, a bunch of them, sold them out super fast. And then, um, yeah, we were all hooked on the game, my whole group. So we've been buying up stuff for it. That night, I played with Rob Wobbenhorst of Fights On, formerly of Fights On, uh, Tom Castanos from Anything But A One. And then uh, Damien and Edgar played. We played a What a Tanker, the two fat lardies, kind of a beer and pretzels yeah, tank yeah. game. That was some of the most fun I've had in a long time. There was The beer was flowing. Dice were being thrown. Just a great time. And you couldn't really – it's what I want from a con. And even though it was just maybe three hours at night, like, you know, it makes the con. Just to have a fun game like that, ten guys around a table hollering, yelling, horrible tactics, and just having fun. So, three hours, lots of alcohol, and Casey kept his pants on. Forty year old Casey's much different than Marine Corps twenty year old Casey. Hey, we do have to ask I heard Aerodrome. So have you now gotten your wings for Aerodrome? Are we all officially one kill Aerodrome guys or what? I didn't get to play. I had something come up with work that I had to attend to, so I didn't get to play. I had to duck out real quick and take care of some stuff. But everybody around there that played, though, it looked like they had a blast. Um, it was always great to hang out with John, hung out with him for a long time. Jay also just talked to people, spread the gospel of Blood Red Skies. We did sell quite a bit of stuff. The card packs were still pretty big. Um, you know, people asking, you know, what's coming next, Italians. But overall, it was just a great weekend, and it was just much needed. And it was really nice to take a break from not having to do any demos or host a game and just, like, kick back. Well, cool. I don't know if cool. you're. I don't know if you're capable of relaxing, Doug. But it was nice. Uh, no, I am not capable of relaxing. But uh, no, that's cool. That's. Uh, I'm glad that you had that nice, intimate weekend to uh, get some gaming <laughs> in. Well, cool. All right. Well, let's move on to the main topic: the Lead Pursuit Holiday Buying Guide. So we're going to keep the same categories as last year, just to not confuse anybody. So whether you're worried about inflation or not. Uh, Whether you want to blame the other party or not, it really doesn't matter. We've got the same categories. So we'll start with the stocking stuffer. And the stocking stuffer, you know, that's pretty much zero to five dollars. Or as, you know, Casey tells his wife every Friday night, tiny gifts. It's after all, it's the thought that counts. Um, 
<laughs> Good. I'm glad Casey laughed. He's not going to stab me in the face next time he sees me. All right. So didn't get necessarily submissions from everybody because not everybody typed into the show notes, but hopefully they thought it all out. We're going to start with our late show <laughs> and we're going to ask Brett. Brett, what was your stocking stuffer answer? Man, I think a grit- oil. <laughs> yeah, some mustache wax. You like that? You know, as I see myself in my own camera, I think I, who's that? The guy that played like the World War One pilot veteran. Flash art. The, yeah. <laughs> you look like the hunter from Jumanji. <laughs> there's, 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 there's a lot of places I could go with it. Yeah, I like it. I like yeah. all those. Yeah. The guy who's, that one of those hats instead of a sombrero at Adepticon. <laughs> the pilot that oh. went down in the sand on the, what was that? The uh, mummy movie. Oh so yeah, that guy. Anyway, we could go lots of places. But anyway, it's it's its own character. I've got, I have fans. That's impressive. Like I gotta say, this is it only anyway. fans club. Wait, no, I can't. Wa- yeah. I can't wait for your mustache to get its own Twitter account. It's gonna That's be right. exciting. It, yeah, it'll be authorized. It'll have a blue check for eight dollars a month. I've heard all the jokes, so there's nothing. You cannot offend me. Like I, it's it's all good. My stocking stuffer would be any of the. Uh, Flory models, sanding sticks, the skinny ones, especially. I really like those and I've used some different brands and I find that the Flory ones are the best quality ones. If you're in the U S you have to go to, I think it's a uh, high altitude hobbies yep. there, to yeah. find Flory stuff. But if you're in the UK, you can get them directly from there and you probably have a lot more uh, stock to choose from. When I first got my Flory sanding sticks, there was a sort of a sampler pack that had a little bit of everything. And I really like them, but I find that the, for the scale that we're using in the, um, the skinny ones are the best and you can get those here in the U S at, uh, high altitude hobbies. Yeah. They are great except on warlord resin, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they are, they are good. Um, I like, I like a lot of the different sanding sticks and, and to be honest, uh, I've got like 17 different stashes of them over there in my unused hobby area. How does it work with lead pursuit resin? I haven't tried that either, but I'm pretty sure it works much better. <laughs> yeah, they work pretty good. In, in fact, uh, I find the strangely enough, the most useful ones are the most coarse ones, the black ones. You would think that you know there would be a need to have much finer ones, but uh, I, I can get a lot done with just the coarse ones and then come in with like a, a finer one after. I don't need to start with a really fine one. So if you have that concern, you, you can get a lot of work, a lot of utility out of a more coarse sanding stick is what I found. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Steve, what was your pick? Zero to five dollars. I chose those little plastic disposable pipettes that you can use for taking paint out of pots or stuff like that. A 20 pack for $3.99 on Amazon. And I always saw people using those on YouTube videos and I was like, what a loser. I'm just going to dump my paint and get half of it all over myself when I put it in my palette. And then I finally started using them and they're like amazing indispensable they're 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 great for precise measurements in your backwoods meth lab oh yeah absolutely it's a (laughs) multi-purpose multi-purpose yeah no those are good i've got a got a bunch of those uh sitting over in the unused hobby area as well that seems to have not seen the light of day for a while all right casey what's your pick I picked one of the new uh, games workshop contrast paints it's the god how do you pronounce it it's the poop color one Gargrack sewer. <laughs> Gargrack sewer. It literally yes. is poop colored. It is so good if you want just like a dirty, just foul brown. Apparently, but if it's you're painting poop, for like you a, can use it. <laughs> yes. I mean, that just like a, 
what was the technical paint they used to have that was nasty? You know, it's oh, almost like I know, the, the corrosion one, typhus corrosion. Yeah, that it one. almost reminds me of that, but a little bit thinner. But you talk about putting it on tracks or something you want rusted or just really yeah. dirty. I just, it's a really, really great contrast paint if you're like really into weathering. That's cool. Cool. Well, my pick. So let me cover my cheap one. It was actually a whopping $3.74 after converted from the pound sterling. Uh, my pick was Warlord's Julius Caesar miniature for Hail Caesar. Because you would think if the game is entitled Hail Caesar, it'll be some regal, resplendent Julius Caesar that inspires confidence and strikes fear into their enemies' hearts. But I think I could summarize it by saying, is my history funny to you? Because let me read you from the <clears throat> early Imperial Romans Julius Caesar model off of Warlord's site. This fantastic sculpted Emperor Julius Caesar is inspired by 1960s British cinema and depicts a, depicts a rather fruity emperor who would rather lead from the back and leave the fighting to his bodyguards. Okay, so first of all, I didn't even know what movie reference they're talking about here. There was a quote of infamy, infamy, infamy. They've got it all in for me. If it's an inside joke that nobody outside of England gets, then why fucking put it on your website, people? Um, but apparently... There was a rather B film called Carry On Cleo in 1964. Now, you know, Casey, you're a fan of British cinema. I'm sure you've watched it, right? No, I have no idea what you're <laughs> none, of it, none of us have heard of it. Yeah, so literally I had to go look this up. And it's a the clips on YouTube were thoroughly terrible. Uh, but literally, yeah, for for the Warlord Hail Caesar game line, uh, their Julius Caesar is a wimpy little Caesar based on a terrible 1960s movie. Nice work, Warlord. Nice work. Did you right. pre-order your new Hail Caesar book? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> is it going to have as many uh, errors as SPQR? Is it going to need an errata when it comes out? Undeserved, yeah. sir. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas. Harumph. All right. So the next category, the quote, I'm obligated to buy you a gift, but I otherwise wouldn't. All right. This is $6 to $25. You know, something for the neighborhood that takes care of the cats, you know, secret Santa gift exchange or your favorite hobby person down the street. Brett, what was your suggestion for six to $25? Mm, Chang Changeling, Chang Changeling. So if you go onto Amazon and you just type in wet palette, there's a whole lot of offerings that fall in that category. But for like less than 15 bucks, I saw one that is a wet palette and that's not all a brush holder that all seals up nice and tight. So if you're traveling nice. with your stuff, it's pretty, you know, pretty nice. So you can't go wrong with a wet palette. I use a wet palette often if I'm doing like a whole string of planes, if for no other reason, especially I think when we're trying to get our colors right for this scale, you may find that you're lighting, lightening your paints, right. To make them more appropriate for our scale. Unless of course you're using like appropriately scaled colors from blue Falcon hobbies. But wait, is this the army <laughs> painter one? Plug. I have the uh, army painter one that's the same way. I army think ours is more expensive. Uh, I think his no, is the the cheaper one. That yeah, yeah, the one I'm talking. I mean, the army army painter one certainly falls in that price point. But the fifteen dollar one I saw, it's some no name, probably you know made. It's probably the same one, one, just printed off in different colors. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little bit different, exactly. but yeah, yeah, it's it's got like two layers. Like the top layer comes out, it's the wet palette, and underneath is a little molded thing to hold your brushes. So anyway, nice. I just thought it was kind of that's cool. cool. No, that's that's cool because yeah, I have and, the army painter one. I swear by that. I think using a wet palette for what we do makes a lot of sense. If you know, for all those reasons of you know, you might almost have to like customize your color, and if you don't get 
all those all that color put down on every aircraft you have on your table it's not going to go away right because it's going to stay moist you just rehydrate it and get after it when you come back the next day or whatever it might be so well it's all fun and games until you're not thinking and muscle memory takes over and you dip your brush in the contrast paint and then you put it on your wet palette that doesn't work so well (laughs) in case anyone's curious (laughs) suddenly everything has the tint of your contrast paint all right casey you're obligated to buy a gift Six to twenty five. For the six to twenty five, um, my pick was actually still the Helion books that I mentioned last year. They're just fantastic books. Helion Press. You can find books on just about anything: air warfare, ground warfare, sea warfare, space warfare. But, but putting them warfare. in this category is absolute bullshit because you can't just buy one, and that's the problem. And, it's you know what? It's, it's like saying Blood Risk Guys only takes one box of fighters. That's bullshit because you're going to buy like six. So real quick, I don't mean to circle back there. Uh, You know what I would buy for some of these guys? Speaking of my Millennium Con real quick, that is the most foul-smelling con I have been to in a long time. And it was three guys in the bolt-action room, but it was a war crime. It was a true (laughs) chemical warfare. I swear to Christ, this guy's clothes were rotting off of him. Like I've smelt some disgusting stuff in my years, but it was just – it was the grossest thing. You know, we make jokes about it, but this <laughs> but you're like, no, honestly really, this the worst we've ever seen. And there were people there that were just aghast. And like guys are inviting their girlfriends up there, and I thought we were going to start doing CPR. Or, like, What does a spray bottle of Febreze cost? What would a flamethrower cost? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. Helion Press, those books are fantastic. Uh, Helion you get the e-books. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, no, those, those are good. I just – I can't only buy one, but that's all right. Apparently, it's my problem. All right, Steve, what's your uh, six to 25? I'm going to change it up. I'm actually going to go just with a straight up Patreon gift card. I feel like that would be a great thing for a gift, right? You got plain printer on there. You could get a one month all access for 10 bucks from Patreon. You got all like the miniature figure STLs on there. You got somebody like uh, uh, Cold Cold War ACM on there. You could support him for a month. I feel like a $25 Patreon gift card. You could do some serious uh, hobby purchasing for one month. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That, uh, that would be good. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. And I, you know, I haven't even scratched the surface of looking at a lot of the stuff on Patreon and there's in some of the 3d printing groups that, that I've been hanging out with trying to get our wings not to be so bendy. Uh, you know, they talk about a lot of the guys that they support, a lot of the guys and gals that are doing really cool work on Patreon, and I still haven't gone over to look at them because I know I'll just end up pitching in and spending more money on things that I'll send to Casey to print. But Oh, man, my <laughs> Patreon bill. One cool thing, like you said, though, about Plane Printer and then his uh, AFV one, Panzer Printer, is you have access to his whole back catalog as well. So if you just yeah. back it in December, January, you can go all the way back for the last two years, which is actually really nice. Yeah, that is. That's super cool. Well, so what was my choice? Well, keeping with the Ancients theme here and Hail Caesar, I think you should buy that special person in your life a box of Germanic fanatics. And why is that? Because, yes, they're they're naked Germans for Hail Caesar. In fact, twenty two ninety five, you get more peckers in a barnyard full of chickens. Now, the more disturbing thing is not that somebody finely sculpted miniatures of anatomically correct naked Germanic tribesmen, but going on the website to Warlord and looking at it and seeing the nicely done paint job, I think someone actually took the time to dry brush their pubes on. That's a little disturbing. (laughs) That's a level of detail I'm not sure we need to go to. (laughs) 
but don't anyway, know, man, I like their enthusiasm. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, once again, thankfully, Warlord at least lists who did their paint jobs, and this was Luifi Garcia. So, Luifi, congratulations! You are my hero for dry brushing pubic hair. So it's two tone, but uh, yeah, the rest of us <laughs> we didn't need that. All right, let's move on. The side chick is our next category, $25 to $50. Something nice, but shouldn't break the bank. Keep them happy, but there's other people you want to spend your money on. Brett, what'd you pick? All right, sticking with the hobby theme, uh, digging the P47 custom cutting mat from Tankcraft. Yeah, those are nice. T-A-N-K-R-A-F-T.com. And uh, they have others too. They have like, you know, if you want your Sherman... You've got that, right? So I guess they are all about scale modeling stuff, but they've got a pretty slick looking P47. Everybody loves great dive, right? Get your get your cutting <laughs> mat, 18 by 24. I think it's like 40 bucks, right? It's a great nice. mat. Nice. Nice. Well, cool. Uh, Steve, what would you suggest? I'm going with the new and immensely popular Blue Falcon Hobbies Blood Red Skies tournament tray, man. I mean... Who doesn't love that thing? Everybody loves that. Is that that might be Blue Falcon it, Hobby's it, best product? Uh, it I mean. is, and I got to tell you, at the Steve Toth Memorial, uh, t- you know, tournament there down in uh, down in Vicksburg, getting to use one of those trays, it's it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's the best ever. Was it? Did it actually with- play well? I haven't used it yet. Like I haven't. Yeah, no, it's it. it's good. good. And and we were on four by six style tables, so you could put it off to the side. You're not taking up too much room, and all your cards are there, so you're not taking up boardroom with your cards. I liked it. Aren't those coming with um, neoprene ship targets while supplies last? <laughs> yeah, neoprene <laughs> ship targets and uh, uh, free 2022 crucible scotch yeah, glasses. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Order my uh, is my tournament board still in the mail? Oh, ow, that hurts. Wow. Uh, no, we don't pay you for your resident tournament boards. <laughs> no, I'm bringing it to uh, PAX for you. So see Yeah, you exactly. There. Bring it to okay, PAX for you. See you there, sucker. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, Casey, since you're such a fucking smart ass, what was your choice? Okay, back on that GW bandwagon. Um, so they're sprue cutters. Now, let me fix this first so retail yeah, is $50. fix yourself <laughs> yeah not 50 buy it from a third-party retailer i think it's like 35 but they're sprue cutters i've broken so many sprue cutters the last 10 years of gaming but i broke down bought the gw ones yeah they're expensive but they have lasted the whole time and even my kid takes them she'll like uh put on some safety glasses and cut up resin with them and treat them harshly those things last i get it oh gw they're paying a lot of money for this or you got to pay this but they work and they're built well so that's what i like and especially clipping um i know y'all are a fan of napoleonics but these little tiny napoleonics if you got to clip them oh my god perfect chef's kiss so so you're such a fanboy. i don't know why you don't go on amazon and for 2470 buy a set of tamiya freaking cutters that are like because they're not as good oh because they're not because they're so much better you just don't don't let your child play with them and bend the points of them <laughs> they're a fine tool they're not meant for child's play next episode casey has cps called on him yeah exactly <laughs> oh gw sprue cutters freaking sellouts okay um so what was my pick well my pick for 25 to 50 i actually thought that my pick was going to fall below the threshold but i was surprised in fact warlord games 
Bolt Action Combined Arms is selling for $36 right now at the bargain basement price. Uh, I thought it was going to be like 24 bucks. I thought it wasn't even going to fit in there. But you know what? It's still on there. So it would be my $36 give it away while it's hot or not hot, but still for sale. Um, yeah, give it away. And then you don't have to see Combined Arms ever again. Is it dead yet? Is anyone playing combined arms? If you play combined arms, please call into our podcast and share your combined arms story because we think you're lying. We don't think anyone plays it anymore. All right. Moving on. The You've Been Good, 50 to $250. Uh, all right, Brett, for that much money, what the hell are you buying? All right. So this wasn't intentional, but I'm realizing now that every single one of my picks are hobby related, right? Like painting or something. And you know, I think a lot of people get kind of emotional about their airbrushes, right? There's everybody has a favorite, but I'm thinking if you don't already have, if you're, if the person you're gifting for does not have an airbrush, you probably can't go wrong with a Badger 105. It's going to be less than a hundred bucks. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think I've heard people say you could put a peanut butter jelly sandwich in that thing and spray it. So yeah, yeah, probably nice. probably a good choice. That's I'm cool. writing this down because I hate airbrushes. <laughs> I have the worst luck. <laughs> uh, all right, Casey. So what was your pick? So mine was the new GMT games, the board game, Skies Over Britain. Um, just came out, I think, last week. Really cool top-down squadrons, whole Battle of Britain. And it kind of goes, they had a German series. Uh, I can't even think of the names right now off the top of my head. Skies Over the Right, I think. It's just a fun game. Um, you can play it multiplayer, but it's really, really great for a solitaire too. So, you know, if just, hey, can't get a game, just going to throw it on the table, play with it. Uh, GMT game, so it's really good manual, super high quality components. And for any type of aerial war game lover, you can't go wrong with that. Nice. Yeah, I actually have not looked at that one. Uh, I saw that it was coming out, but I haven't, uh, I have not even delved into it because I have so many board games taking up so much space. But that's all right. That's my personal problem. No one else's. Steve, what's your choice? I'm going with the black powder red earth deluxe starter kit now it's a little over 250 i'm gonna have to you know say bite inflation i'm gonna go out of the you know out of the lines a little bit but for 300 bucks you get like some kick-ass miniatures the whole game the rule book you get like some and their artwork from their graphic novels is really cool you get like some full-size posters from their graphic novels i mean yeah very cool game it is pricey. It is a little expensive, but you know, if it's on your wish list, I think uh, Christmas time is a, a great time to splurge a little bit. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool because then you can simulate Ron DeSantis in SEAL Team Six. Oh wait, no, it doesn't have a lawyer module to it. Sorry. All right. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, Steve, you can't. We can't get that for each other because we still got to do oak and iron. I'm just looking back at my boxes. <laughs> yeah, you guys are how many? I got many? my oak and iron here. I got my bolt action. Uh, you know, we should just, is there some kind of homebrew thing we could put together? Like 15th century pilots flying in on Blackhawks and then fighting, well, you know, it's, German it's motorcycles, like just mash them all together into one game. If only somebody hadn't moved from a ludicrously large house with a game room to a reasonably sized house without a game room, then we could keep having Brett con, but that guy gets an F. <laughs> Uh, all right. So what was my pick? And actually mine also did run over if you bought the all in, which I did not, I did not buy the all in. So it would have been more than two fifty. I think the base pledge was somewhere in the one fifty range, 
my choice for You've Been Good is, drum roll please, let's see here. Hmm, I hope I don't have a drum Oh, there you go. Drum roll please. Warfighter Fantasy from DVG. Oh, yeah. Two years after Kickstarter, and it still hasn't been printed. That's what you should do. Um, the quote I would love to read from DVG on this was, quote, by working with high-quality production facilities that we've dealt with during previous campaigns, we are confident that we'll be able to deliver the game in a timely manner. Yes, timely in geological ages. <laughs> so I have to pick on them because that was literally the question asked by every third person in the middle of the Eagle Fulcrum Kickstarter was, yeah, but when is fantasy delivering? And I'm like, yeah, I really don't care. It's not my problem. <laughs> Please buy this game that we're talking about, Eagle Fulcrum. All right. So Lump of Coal, which is what I'll be getting from DVG after my last comment. Uh, the Lump of Coal, no price. These are gifts we have to buy and just give away because we don't really like people, but we want people to like us. All right. Brett, what is your pick for the Lump of Coal this year? I got nothing, man. I am woefully <laughs> unprepared for this one. Uh, so nothing. I'm well. Is it is this for somebody you just don't like? Because I think last year I said get get a metal Stukas, but I don't yeah, think that's that a was thing downright anymore, vindictive. Right? That's yeah. The metal Stukas have died. So uh, maybe I have to come back to me because I'm I'm struggling yeah, we'll to think of something you. I would really get somebody I don't yeah. like. I guess I don't <laughs> get them the blood red skies midway starter set. It's a Russian roulette as to whether your uh, aircraft are broken or not. All right. Say, hey, did you know the planes, the uh, triangle, like it doesn't fit? Does know that? <laughs> oh, that joke never gets old. Reset the clock. Right. Yeah, reset the clock. All right, Steve, what was your choice for a lump of coal? No, you know what? I'm uh, I'm going to change it up again. I'm going to say a, a copy of Tank Parking Lot. Simi I mean, uh, Team Yankee, because it's just so much fun. You line up your tanks, you just have them stare at each other. It'd be a really, really fun game to play with somebody that you don't really want to talk to. So I I'm going to go with Team Yankee, start a set. And actually, if you want Team Yankee, but in Arab-Israeli war, you could have gotten for free to Adepticon their uh, Arab-Israeli war rules. So that falls under the lump of coal. <laughs> Here's something nobody wants, but we're going to give it to you anyway. All right, Casey, what's your pick? You know, my pick was the Doctor Who board game. Because you're a jerk. That was just, yeah, I just, I never could get into it. And I had someone that used to be obsessed with it. And just, I don't have anything good, kind of like Brett. I would get someone something that's a really good game, but only get them one thing, like the Horse Heresy rulebook or something. So they have to keep buying. Like they have to do something. You can't just have one. No, that's, that's like buying them a Star Trek Ascendancy expansion pack. Here, here you go. Here's your, you know, here's your Romulans expansion pack. But, but I don't have the game. I, I don't play Star Trek Ascendancy. It's a really cool game, dude. You should, you should really pick it up. But, but I don't, I don't have the game. I, I can't find the game. <laughs> yeah. What is? Uh, how many bomber flights are in Blood Red Skies? Just get them one less plane, so they have to buy more. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So, so buy them like five single engine bombers. No, you know what? I know what it is. Buy them the piece of fucking shit Nels that I have to print <laughs> and drives me insane. There Wait, we what go. do we what do we call those Nels on our spreadsheet? The Nels from hell. Yeah. So if you order Nels, you're not just stabbing Casey in the heart. We have to sacrifice a kitten every time to make the printer actually work. So you're not only causing Casey pain and heartbreak, you're killing a small furry kitten. So please Seriously. don't order any more Nels. My uh, drywall yeah. can't take any more. <laughs> I've been putting holes in it. Yeah, it's uh, the Nels suck. And and I, I, I felt bad when the latest order showed up and the Bettys were perfect except for one. 
And it literally, I could tell it had been put in the box and it was just that super slightly under cured because it took on the exact curve of the foam that it was sitting in. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't tell Casey about this one, but he asked. <laughs> the Bettys are bad. And good thing, I think you have six arriving tomorrow. Yeah, I, I, so. I, have, I, have, I have enough Bettys. It's not a big okay. deal, but it was just so funny because I'm like, son of a bitch. Even the And Betty's it cracks me up because they sell. Like People want those. So yeah, like I'm not yeah. going to do it, but they sell. So... Yeah, I know. So please stop buying Ornells. Buy B24s instead. They seem to work really well. <laughs> Buy AT111s. Those things are gorgeous. Yeah, they, right, they like are. A dream. They're, they're beautiful. I got a bunch of those in stock and uh, uh, a couple guys just bought those. So yeah, those are those are really nice. All right, I thought, Brett, I thought you I out what? Yeah, I thought of something. All right. So I got two, actually. And it kind of depends oh, on- Oh, now like, you want two? Not, yeah, because you yeah. waited, you suddenly get two? What the yeah, fuck yeah. is this? Well, it's because like it, it, depending on who you're gifting for- just how much animosity you have towards it, right? So it's like a scale, right? If, okay. if you, you know, if you kind of like them, but you don't want to help them out too much. And let's say like they have some German aircraft or they're maybe they're uh, bolt action curious, get them a Schwimmwagen only because like they really can't use it because they really want half tracks at a thousand points, but you know, they can't fit those inks they are too expensive for a thousand points, but they could, drive around a little Schwimmwagen. It's, it's you cute. You a jerk. Okay. You can do that. Right. But if you, if you, if you don't like the guy, if you just don't like him, but it's also the you know, same guy. Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. So hold on. Let me, but based on the people I was talking with this week, let me put this in two categories. So the first category of the Schwimmwagen is, is what I would do to Roger Garish, right? Where I'm just, I'm just trying to be cruel, even though he's my good friend. I just want to, just want to drive him nuts. Yeah, and that's then, exactly right. Then this is the vindictive category. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. If so, you really just don't like the guy, you're not just like pranking him, but you're like, really just don't like him and you want to make sure he knows it, get him, it's the same guy, right? Get him a, a German motorcycle, but make sure it's a, whatever, whatever interest they have. Like if they have, like they like, let's say late, late war grenadiers, don't get them a European theater motorcycle, get them the DAK one, right? The desert one. And, and it's, it's weird. I can't imagine that ever happening. How would yeah. that happen? <laughs> and if you're lucky, you can pick it up for like 20 bucks at a con. When you can buy it from 19 online. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the rule. When you give it to them, they have to give you a dollar. <laughs> exactly. Oh, this joke never gets old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I wouldn't give that to Roger. I like Roger way too much to do that, but I would absolutely, you know, it's, it's like, I think if I were going to give him printed aircraft, I think I would give him an IL-28 Beagle for a nice Cold War aircraft because it's thoroughly useless and he'll need other aircraft to protect it, but I'm not going to give him those. I'm just going to give him a Beagle. So there you go, Roger. You're going to have a Beagle sent to you for Christmas. All right. So what was my pick? Lump of coal. Hey, same as last year because you're literally losing money for this free gift. Give someone a subscription to the Lead Pursuit podcast. Because you will not only up our ratings and thence line our pockets, you will also be wasting their time by them actually listening to the Lead Pursuit podcast until finally, in utter revulsion, they delete it from their podcast app. Um, but hey, you know what? It's no value for your money and it's still free. So go ahead and do that. I was going to say, have, didn't we just reduce the price for that for the holidays? Yeah. Yeah. It's a special holiday price of zero dollars. <laughs> Don't we pay people to do it now? Yeah. Shut up. We probably should. <laughs> All right. So uh, miscellaneous gifts. I know we kind of tried to bin stuff in categories, but there's stuff that people always want to throw in the list. Uh, Steve, what were some of the other cool things you thought of that uh, uh, this holiday I had season? a couple of things for the kind of hobby side. 
any of the squadron signal books that are, you know, B-25 in action, P-51 in action. Awesome books. Pamela Anderson in action. <laughs> oh, not that one. Book. Okay, Absolutely. sorry. <laughs> the other ones are the uh, Osprey Aircraft of the Aces books. Super awesome for like side pictures if you're getting ideas for painting. Uh, the Aircraft of the Aces books by Osprey are awesome. And then any set of acrylic anything for any game that anybody plays. If you're just looking for a gift to get somebody that you know they play any game, go on. I mean, you can check out Lee Pursuit stuff. Go on Etsy and just type in acrylic tokens because any game is better with acrylic tokens. Did you sniff too much acrylic dust cutting this last I set? did. When I was <laughs> using the laser, I just, you know, the smell of it. My kids, you know, they just love it. It's like the smell of the holidays. We Some people smell, smell Christmas exactly. cookies. We smell, you smell acrylic. Uh, acrylic burning. Well, thanks. Thanks for cutting all that acrylic because uh, everybody was about to mutiny in the fact that we were out of, uh, of the measurement sticks and everything. So uh, we have those back in stock in crazy fluorescent colors. Uh, but yeah, and I always say this too to advertise for my friends over at Litco. Uh, if you can imagine it, they probably have made a token for it already and you can order it straight from them. So go to Litco's website, find out all the crazy things you didn't know you needed for any of your games uh, and then buy them. All right, Brett, that, that, what's on uh, your crazy list? Well, oh, I was going to, it's kind of tag teaming with what Steve said. I think that idea about the books is a really, a truly thoughtful thing to do, especially if you just take some time to wander into a, used bookstore and wander around and you're likely to find something that is somewhat related to the interest of the person you're gifting for. And that would probably be a really exceptionally thoughtful thing to do. It take you a little bit of time and, you know, in a little hunting around in some random dusty bookstore, but probably well appreciated. I can think of sometimes, so Scott Atchison gifted me a book one time that I feel Still to this day, every time I see it on my shelf, I'm like, man, I have got to do something nice for Scott because that was a tremendously generous thing for him to do. I think he stole it from a public library, actually, but I'm <laughs> grateful to have it. And and then I have some books that I've probably John Russell probably hates me because I think I actually stole these from him at GOE and haven't had a chance to give them back, but they're sitting proudly on my shelf. And uh, anyway, some of the coolest books I have on my bookshelf, and they're just weird books from a used bookstore that I don't yeah, know how the heck you'd find them, right? Well, you you just randomly go in because I know during uh, my last trip to Singapore, just randomly walking through the used bookstore and finding all kinds of crazy stuff from 1980s Cold War that they had in there. Uh, and then there's a used bookstore just north of where you are in, uh, in Jacksonville that has a huge aviation section uh, that I pretty much got, got lost in. But yeah, that's, that's absolutely a, a cool thing to give someone. All right, Casey, your choice for any miscellaneous gifts. Oh, I had a couple of them. Um, if you have a printing aficionado in your life, should you be so lucky and appreciate them for what they do for you and print horrible Japanese bombers, um, they can always use resin, get them some good stuff, 4K or 8K if they have an 8K printer. Um, wash and cure station, still on my list to do. And I want to try to get those glasses. Do any of y'all have them that like you wear and they magnify while you paint? Do any of y'all have those? I think Brett does, I thought. I thought he had those cool glasses. I do not. Oh, my God. Is he getting them right now? He is. Yes. Brett, yeah. do those work? I actually never use them, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but this is I've mentioned this, I've mentioned this in a previous podcast. Because I got my eye doctor to make for me some 
cheap frame, but very powerful prescription lenses to use specifically for painting, I don't really need them. So I have just glasses that my doctor made for me specifically for painting. Uh, I think if I didn't have those, these would have more utility. The one thing I can say that's nice about the magnifying glasses is they have a built-in light. And, um, you know, that can be nice to, you know, put light right on top. And there's probably lots of different versions I'm holding up for, you know, this is great radio, right? Great podcast audio. I'm holding up for everybody's, uh, you know, enjoyment, a pair of these uh, wear on your head magnifying glasses. But I think there's probably lots of different things, um, versions of the same kind of thing. I, I think I see like Facebook ads every once in a while pop up on my feed because I have so much hobby junk on Are there. Those the ones that come up for proctological supplies. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be a nice like Halloween prop, you know, you could be Dr. <laughs> Fat Knuckles or something. I don't know. I was going to say that those look straight up like the ones out of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, man. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like- I figured you had to go to Edmund Scientific to get that kind, you know, something fancy. So uh, my last one, it's what I asked for for my wife, is those Ikea display cases. The ones you can put the LED in and just make them look nice. I have nowhere nice to store my stuff. I store them in like plastic tote bins in a closet away from- you mean the john russell storage facility <laughs> no 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 they're yes, not cookie y'all storage have bins <laughs> yeah, do y'all have those ikea display cases that's what uh, i want no i have ludicrously expensive stupid other display cases so <laughs> okay but so i'll tell you that, so for. so the cool thing for brs managers if you don't have room for a ikea case and you've got wall space because you don't have an i love me wall like i do um or you don't have a huge paint collection on the wall like Chris does. Uh, the Funko Pop acrylic cases are super cool for BRS fighters because they fit right in there. You make a whole line of your fighters on there and you can get, you know, eight, 10 of them per shelf. Um, and so it just takes up wall space. You don't need a, a full uh, a full IKEA display case. But if you got regular armies for real games like Bolt Action, um, then yeah, you absolutely need those, those IKEA cases and they're pretty cool. Nice. All right. Well, I, you know, I'm just going to add for miscellaneous games that or gifts that weren't covered uh, shameless plug for Eagle and Fulcrum leader, which has finished Kickstarter and will be going open to backer kit when anyone who did not get it on the Kickstarter can pre-order their copy. So um, buy me more beer and more tequila money and buy copies of Fulcrum leader. Now uh, I did want to bring it up though, because there's a lot of people that didn't pitch into the Kickstarter. They, you know, didn't want to get involved in the rat race, the Kickstarter, and they didn't want to have to buy whatever Kickstarter package there was. Um, but there, this is a cool way you can still buy yourself a copy of the game at a reasonable rate, get it shipped as soon as it prints, hopefully next summer, uh, and ships out to everybody uh, pretty quick thereafter. So we'll see how long it takes to get that actually out on the street. So how much would it cost if I wanted everything? Uh, I know the answer to this. I just want you to say it. You you know the answer, and I don't <laughs> want to say it. And I think your answer is wrong because you will have to add expansion number seven to it. You'll have to add the Far East oh. expansion because you're not an all-in backer. So <laughs> To be yeah. fair, it's so much stuff. I'm not complaining. Oh, God, it's ludicrous amount of stuff. And it's, I'll tell you, here's the funny thing. As a game developer, not game, game designer, because we're taking someone else's mechanics and putting our own on top of it. Um, there's a time when seven ex- six expansions seemed like a good idea until you're doing all the review for all six expansions. And you're like, whose idea was it to release a game with six freaking expansions to it? Yeah, that was my idea. I thought, I thought that was a great idea. Yeah, yeah, it's painful. So I have a lot of cards and counters I'm reviewing for the next two months until they get printed. So. You know, one of the most exciting things I am for it is I want to print up the planes, one in 600 planes for it. I just think that'll be so fun to have a goal to paint them up for the expansion. 
Yeah, yeah. You'll be doing a lot of painting. <laughs> you'll have a lot, of, a lot of cool printer, a lot of cool planes out there. Yeah. So that's it's been a fun project to work on. We're obviously still uh, got a long way from the finish line on it. There's a lot of work that's still to be done and and get things you know in final print versions and and not scrawled on a back of a note card, um, but actually in the uh, in the final print versions for all the cards and all the art. And Ben Rawlings has done a great job. Uh, on all the art for the uh, for the aircraft, so huge shout out to him uh, and to Vlad for doing the graphic design, doing the uh, campaign sheets. I don't know if people got to see the detailed campaign sheets that he did for both Eagle and Fulcrum, but they're 1980s styled. The Eagle ones look like a briefing room from a Eagle Squadron. Uh, the Fulcrum ones look like the inside of a cockpit of like a uh, SU-27 or MiG-29. So pretty darn cool. All right, any last things we want to add before we sign off tonight? Um, I believe our next episode is 100, isn't it? It might be. What are we going to talk about for 100? I don't know. What are we going to do know. for 100? Should we get episode? fireworks? Yay. Margaritas. Yay. Margaritas. <laughs> well, you know, Brett could go out for margaritas with us. We could all record the 100th episode in Pax River, but Brett's not coming to. Yeah, Pax he really River. could because he looks like that guy from Tombstone that wears that little Mexican hat with that mustache. <laughs> You know, See, there you go. It, 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 it all I, fits. Hey, it, to be fair, this I started this entirely because of uh, what was supposed to be our last GOE in Orlando. I figured there would be some some sombrero shenanigans and I needed to look the part. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to have the sombrero shenanigans without you. <laughs> so now so now he has to keep it until we have sombrero shenanigans. Oh, there okay. you go. I, done, I, done. I think that's good. Yes. He, he may have to buy the store out of beard wax and mustache wax to, <laughs> to wax the ends of it. Nice. So All right. with that All right. thing, when we do our nice dinner, he's going to have to wear one of those like bowler hats by that point. That mustache <laughs> is going to be way out there. It's going to be really nice. Oh, that is. All right. Anything else, guys? Steve, do you want to leave us with our closing words? Have a Merry Christmas. And always stay advantaged. <laughs> Plus one to your pilot skills. We'll just let it go with that. What's it a half from Christmas? <laughs> it was a Christmas episode. It's a Christmas episode. What do you know? Oh, okay, okay. Oh. And we got a couple to air before this anyway, right? 